Today we welcome award-winning illustrator Jennifer Bruce. We're going to talk about her art, illustrations, and how she inspired. Welcome, Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to the show. Hi, Sherry. Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to. Uh, how's the weather over in your end of the world? Uh, today we've got sunny weather. It's been kind of cooler the past few days, though, so I'm getting up my sweaters. Yeah, it's been cooler and rainy. Oh, my God, the sky opened up the other day. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, I mean, we needed the rain for, I just, I, it did cause a little flooding because it was a lot. Yeah. But, um, but we really needed that rain. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, then it, it looked like it was going to, it's been cloudy in the morning for the last few days, though, but it's only rained that one day. But it was like one of those days where the weatherman didn't tell anybody. Oh, so it's just a surprise. Yeah, everybody was caught, you know. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, and it's, kind of, it's always funny watching on the news all the people scrambling. <laughs> But um, my brother was is a mailman, and he got caught too. He said, but he had his um, his uh, stuff in his car, so he just went to the trunk and got it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so he got yeah. that, but not so. <laughs> gotcha. uh, I know, I know. So um, I guess the first thing that I wanted to ask you is. Do you have, like, um, a favorite artist that you look up to? Oh, gosh. I've got a few. Um, one of my more recent um, favorites is Scott M. Fisher. Last name is spelled F-I-S-C-H-E-R. And uh, he does a lot of fantasy art, and it's kind of semi-realism, but he throws a lot of kind of sketchy pattern in there um, and it's just it's very organic which I like so I'm, I'm kind of trying to model some of my stuff after him he's done I know like magic the gathering cards and, and all sorts of stuff he's pretty cool what's magic gathering cards uh, magic the gathering the um, it's that I don't know if I want to call it a board game or more of like a role-playing game um, but the the cards are all like painted or illustrated by professionals, and, and they're beautiful. Just sort of like tarot cards, then? Uh, probably similar to something like um, maybe Pokemon or like a D&D &D kind of thing. Oh, okay. I've never seen that. I have friends who played that. I was never one of them. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't gotten into it much myself, but um, 
I mean, hey, any artist would love to be on one of those cards, so maybe the opportunity will come up someday. That'd be cool. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's, like, international, so yeah. your art is seen all over the world if you do that. Yep. Yeah, anything like that is, is awesome. I mean, look at Andy Warhol. Uh-huh. He started all that. He started with posters and stuff like that. Yep. I kind um, I think no, Picasso didn't do posters. He did replications, so people could afford it. You know, cheaper replications. But yeah. But Andy Warhol was the one who did the posters, which are very affordable. You just you can get it framed, and it looks just like a nice painting, even though it's just a poster. Yeah. Yeah, I like that idea. Making it accessible for people's homes is great. Yeah. Yeah. I and then I mean nowadays you can get I mean I have duplicates of, you know, replicas of Renoir and Monet. Yeah. You know, that that's in a frame and stuff. I could never afford it. <laughs> I think mine Right, yeah. I think the one I have of uh, Renoir is in the Huntington Hardware, so I definitely know I couldn't afford that. <laughs> yeah, I have a spare million lying around. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, I was discussing art with my brother, and we were both talking about the prices. And because uh-huh. I was reading a book that was all about art, and I was like saying, it's amazing um, what somebody can do and how the price changes before, you know, nowadays artists can make money before they die. You don't have to uh-huh. be dead to be make a living. But um, but it's still kind of amazing before and after someone dies how the price changes. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. The prices just kind of go up. Too bad it doesn't happen before you die. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that was actually, um, I was watching a, a show called My Life is Murder, and a guy was a rip-off artist, uh, saying oh. that he was selling um, his original work, and uh, it's Lucy Lawless plays the lead character, and she took one oh. look at it, and she said, um, that is something you redid from, like, a poster, and... And he's and she and he goes no no it's my original art and he goes she goes well you know what happens I could buy this and then kill you and then the price would go up. <laughs> hey, that's a way to make money. And he goes no, uh, it's really mine. Da, da, da. And he goes but but here here you can have it as a gift. So she took it and she <laughs> threw it in the trash can. Oh my gosh. Well, she doesn't mess around, does she? No. Well, she's an ex-cop. Okay. Um, yeah, I've seen some of her other characters, and she's usually pretty hardcore. Yeah, but this one's much closer to Lucy because she's got really good art, and she's sweet, and she's kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good combination. Yeah. I, and she said that she wanted to do something like this because she wanted something down earth, and that brings happiness to people because I know there's murder in it but you get to see these really great get like sort of a travelogue to the first season Australia, the second season New Zealand because it's really gorgeous photography of it and she goes and at the end of the show 
And she goes, and there's a lot of humor, and there's like all this. And she goes, and at the end of the show, there's justice, which we're not getting enough of these days. Yes, agreed. And that's why she did it, and she's doing it. But it's really, if you've cool. never seen it, it's a, such a fun show. Highly recommend it. I'll have to look it up. Thank you for the recommendation. Yeah, I just, I love a show like that. Well, I like mysteries. Are you a mystery fan? Uh, yeah, I don't watch a ton of them, but um, I really enjoyed uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, I think I read that one as well, and the movie was great. <clears throat> the latest one with Kenneth? Yes, yeah, and I know there's a sequel coming out soon. I'm looking forward to seeing that. It's not a sequel. <laughs> it's not a sequel. It's it's uh, It's just another book that Agatha Christie wrote. There's about right, yeah. ten years between publication dates, and the, uh, the only thing in common the two things have is Perot. Mhm. Yeah. And it's a mystery. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of stars in it. Yeah, it looks like it's gonna be good. Yeah, I I like that one, but my favorite is the older one that was back in the um, I think it was the seventies uh, with mm-hmm. Albert Finney as Perot. That's my favorite. Oh, okay. No, I haven't seen that one. It's also full of celebrities. Uh, Sean Connery, Lauren Bacall, oh. Ingrid Bergman, um, blanking out. Um, oh, <coughs> all the characters are played by really big superstars, just like the one with Kenneth is all really big superstars. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, that was actually, I think, the first one that did that. Ever. Gosh. Gotcha. Ever. Yeah, that's what started that trend is um, huh. Orient, uh, um, Murder on the Orient Express back then. Um, uh-huh. And the way they did it was really funny. Um, Sean Connery was um, really hot because he was Bond. So yeah. he, the guy who's a producer said, oh, well, we have Sean Connery. Would you be interested in doing this movie? And everybody said yes. Because uh-huh. everybody wanted to work with the hottest actor at the time. That's how it started. Oh, yeah. I thought, oh, that's really clever. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, but, um, I mean, I watch all of them. But I, I love that um, I'm, I'm on a couple of Agatha Christie sites, and somebody was talking about the movie and talking about the end and someone else was getting angry because they were giving spoilers and I'm like the book was written in like 36 or (laughs) 37 how can it be spoiled right oh my gosh and the first of the of several movies was done in 1927 it was a silent movie with uh, Charles Broughton Charles Lawton. So it's impossible to spoil it. <laughs> so I just, I always find it really funny. I mean, it's like spoiling Jane Austen. How do you spoil Jane Austen? Right? Yeah. For sure. Um, so is there, because like I was thinking about when you were talking about Murder on the Orient Express, that Kenneth's movie is very 
stylized. Do you get any kind of inspiration as an artist from movies like that? Yeah. Um, let me think. Uh, what way do you mean stylized? Just so I know. It's just. Um, it's very. Um, it's hard. To, I, I'm not really sure how to. It's very Art Deco. It's very yeah. Um, it's of the period, but with a little modern touch to it. Um, sure. Yeah, and they they really made sure that you knew it was the twenties. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, well, I do like to, I guess, add similar embellishments. Um, it's it's kind of like those details, like you mentioned, the the little things that tell you it's the twenties or that kind of modernize it a little bit. Um, I find all those kind of details in art pretty important. Um, just the little things that kind of uh, help illustrate the story and um, give you clues as to what's going on. Yeah, I mean, sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. Like, um, right. Like the Great Gatsby uh, remake that they recently have, I just didn't think uh -huh. that worked. It just it was all glitz, and it was not really what the book was about. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah, we have to have the depth along with the glitz, and, and, you, and you don't want to, you know, let one overwhelm the other. I, I mean, it's a romantic movie. It is a glitzy movie, but really, it's a tragedy. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. And it should, For sure. it should show that. And the movie was really all about the glitz. The clothes, the uh -huh. costume, the parties, all that, you know, the 1920s hairstyles. and But that's not what the book's about. Right. Yeah, and in, in relating that to art, like you said, like it, I'm I'm more focused on the, the message of the emotion of the piece. Like the little details add to that, but it's not all about um, all the glitz, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I, and I mean, glitz is great. I mean, I don't have a problem with oh, yeah. glitz. It just shouldn't. That shouldn't be the theme. Sure, it shouldn't be all that you see. It should be a part of. It should be like you should. I I mean I, I I'm not a movie producer. I, I I'm just a humble writer. But when I pictured that when they do the party scenes that when he's throwing the parties, uh -huh. um, that should be glitzy because. That's yeah. what it is. He's trying to attract the love of his life's attention. Um, yeah. But it, it should be sweet. There should be there should be an undercore of sadness and sweetness and longing and all the stuff that touches your heart. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I, if you were to do a painting of something like that, uh -huh. it wouldn't be that particular rendition of The Great Gatsby that would inspire you. Right. Yeah, no, I I would want to really focus on um, the emotion of the piece, like you said, that kind of sweet sadness. Yeah, I think the one with Robert Redford is a much better one. I haven't seen that one. I'll have to take a look. Oh, that's really yeah. beautiful. It's very romanticized, but it's just it's 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 all about the people. It's all about the emotion. That's what it's about, and that's perfect yeah. for that book. <laughs> for sure, yeah. I'll have to go that one look. Yeah, great actors in it too. 
can't really go that wrong with uh, 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 Robert Redford and um, God, what's her name? Mira Farrow. Last name. Oh, okay, yeah. What's her first name? I can't. It, I'm totally. Bl- it starts. So was it an M? Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow. God. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't go very wrong with those two. Anyway, it's a really beautiful movie. Um, that uh, it's not that I, I I like modern movies. It's just that if you're going to do a classic book and you want to do it, the better way to go is the way that Kenneth did with Murder on the Orient Express because it really was about the story. He did it different, but it was about the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it it, it looked beautiful too, but. You weren't distracted by that. No, I mean you're not supposed to. I mean, yeah, it's supposed to, you're supposed to have all those glorious costumes and the beauty of the of the train, and uh-huh. and the beauty of the compartments inside the train, and there, there's an elegance to it that I like. You know hey, what I mean? Yeah. Um, in the other one I was telling you about Albert Finney, they made the train a character. It's kind of cool. Oh wow! Yeah, because um, it is it is like they it um, I I don't I guess like uh, did you ever watch any of the Star Trek movies? Oh yeah. Well, when they reintroduce the new Enterprise in the second Star Trek movie, and they kind of gave it this beautiful opening showing every part of the Enterprise. It's sort of like that uh-huh. with the train, but different scenes. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I like when you can see like a lot of a an environment or a set. It just gives you a really great picture of the whole thing. Yeah, um, it's it's so cool. Really, I I love I love having a something like that being a part a character of it. Like um, there's movies that New York is a character. Or Los Angeles is a character in the sure. movie because th- that's it's so important to the plot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like that idea. Me too. It's really cool. Um, what um, what would be your um, if you had to choose a film or TV show to oh. inspire you right now? <laughs> To do a work of art, which one would it be? Oh, my goodness. That's so many to choose from. Oh, gosh. Um, Well, I really liked, um, I think it's just called The King. It's with uh, Timothy Chalamet. Um, And I watched that recently. And it was just very uh, poignant. and it really focused on the idea of the hero um, kind of being uh, the best choice to be the king, even though he didn't really want to be. He wasn't out for fame or glory, but he was literally the best person for the job. So he, you know, took on the responsibility. It was just, it's a very, it's a very interesting telling. So it's so like King Arthur. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, of 
who he was supposed to be in history. It was it was an English king, um, and uh, it sounds like there was some bad blood with France from his father's reign, and so he was dealing with that. Um, well, that's but well, it's, it's that, very good. There's a long history of France and England having little problems. Oh, yeah. So that doesn't narrow it down. Um, <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, the War of... Um, the Roses, um, and also, uh-huh. I think, was it the Hundred Year War or something? <laughs> yep, yeah, and then you have the whole Mary Queen of Scots deal, and... William yeah. of Orange. <laughs> I mean, there's just, the, the, yeah, France and England never have gotten away, uh, until World War One. they really didn't get along very well. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they decided at that point to get along, it was kind of important. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a it was a very important, and really, really uh-huh. that bonding helped for World War Two. Yeah. Mhm. But um, but uh, I just think it's very interesting that you chose that. <laughs> what was the um, what would be your piece? What would what would it be? Would it be him him, or would it be an object from the movie? Oh, yeah, that's something I'd have to think about. Um, I would probably, you know, keep the character of the king in there because I, I like to have um, I like to have figures in my art a lot, even though I still use, like, some graphic shapes and a lot of pattern. Um, so I'd probably do something with him, and I, I'd want to really, like, focus on, um, I think, his inner struggle with with having to take on responsibility he doesn't want, but also being the right man for the job so yeah so kind of focus on him his inner struggle um maybe find something metaphorical with the battle at the end of the movie um maybe like some of the like the standard flags they use or um or some armor or like maybe a picture of the battlefield something like that interesting so yeah it's sort of like um it's sort of like the king's speech in a way even though that's more modern. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. It's it's more, I think, like, dramatic because they're dealing with, like, some, some battles and stuff like that. Um, and he does have a bit of an inner struggle, and I, I think the King's Speech, like, that's that's all about his inner struggle, mm-hmm. which is, that was a fantastic movie. Wasn't it? Oh, I love that. That's one of oh, my so good. favorites. I just, it's such a beautiful film. It is. And they, they focus on the visuals with that as, as a complement to the main story and not overwhelming it but they were just really interesting visuals I yeah the part where um the teacher was I can't remember his name um but the teacher was going to uh Buckingham Palace and the war uh-huh. had started and and they're trying to drive through the streets with everybody uh with the sirens and all that I mean that's a hell of a picture yeah yeah, that was oh, such a good movie. It it deserved every award it won. Yes, I agree. Yeah, everybody was great in it. I always found uh-huh. it I always found it kind of funny that um that um Jennifer Eel oh I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. She was in Pride and Prejudice with Colin Firth. They're both in the oh. both movies. Um Anyway, she's yeah. She plays the wife of the teacher, and of course, Colin plays the king. 
Um, oh, right, right. And in the scene where they meet, it's just kind of funny because um, only for somebody who watched the um, the I think it was the eighties or nineties, probably the eighties, uh, Pride and Prejudice. Um, because you just you're like it sort of reminds you of the meeting when they they they're not sure of each other and everything, <laughs> but they're older, much older. <laughs> That's really funny. It's it's fun seeing actors you know that you see in one movie and they're like still working together in other ones. I know. Like you assume that they get along really well, but you yeah, never know. Yeah, they're actually I think they actually even dated. Before they oh were gosh, both married so to other people, but um, uh, yeah, they're just they're very cute together. But it's like they're both married to other people in the movie, and it's just this uncomfortable scene because her husband hadn't told her that the king was there, <laughs> and she walks in, and there's the king, queen of England, and she's like, uh. <laughs> Just sitting in our living room. Just well, it was so in funny. his. It, it was I think it was in his workroom. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, and she's like, and I love um, uh, Scott, um, the one who played the queen. Oh um, yeah! Wow, I'm blanking on her name too. Um, she's brilliant. She was in Harry Potter. Oh, she is. Uh, all kinds one of my favorite actresses. I know. Rumors of You. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. Yeah. Helen, love her. I love her. She's just so brilliant. She was so funny in that scene. Mm-hmm. I'm so she did very well in no, that. All, all through it. The scene, she's like, when she's uh, on top of him and he's rising up and down doing the breathing exercise, <laughs> she's like, oh, that was quite fun. <laughs> she's brilliant. Uh, she is. I love movies like that. That's the kind of movie I like. Mhm. The one that stays with you. Yeah. A lot of heart. A lot of um, a real people. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. That's what, and and it shows that you know uh, people who are royal are no different have no different problems than the rest of us. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, how many times have you been up for a job and you you got a job and you're like, oh my god, I don't think I can do this. I, I, they're going to find out that I can't do this. I'm going to get, you know. I mean, if his is like a hundred times worse, but, but everybody goes through that. For sure, yeah. Um, so it, it, I think stuff like that's good. It, it, Uh it brings, it's just like, I don't know how you feel about this, but like movie stars, they're like, um, people say, put them on pedestals. Right. And they're just people. Uh-huh. And I think it's important to remember they're human beings. Yes. Flawed I completely human agree. Just like us. <laughs> just flawed uh-huh. human beings. Anyway, just I always, and that's the stuff I'd like to see on movies and television shows, the flawed human beings. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, okay, so I'm going to, weird transition. Um, you are uh, one of the winners of the Illustrators of the Future. 
Um, uh-huh. How did you find out? And um, I don't know if you can you tell us about the piece that you sent in. I don't know how much I can tell you because um, the the piece that I sent in was matched with one of the writers of the future contest winners. Um, so like I got her story and illustrated something off of her story, and um, I don't think they want them to know who okay. they were paired up with. Okay. But um, it was a really interesting story. Um, it was it was very like like it's all supposed to be sci-fi or fantasy. This was more of like an emotional drama story, and it was really interesting. Um, and so the the piece that I did, I, I think it turned out pretty well. I had the help of Echo Turnick, who was one of the judges, um, and uh, she was very helpful and played the the art director for me while we were going through that process. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens with it. Um, the final judging. Well, it may have already been done, I think, but we will find out in, gosh, I think it's like three weeks from now. Are you excited? Yeah, I am. I'm excited and nervous and um, very excited also for the workshops that they're giving us. That's going to be a a good week of um, learning. I'm very much looking forward to that. That's that's one thing. Yeah, I mean, all the wonder and glitz going to L.A. and stuff, that's really cool. But it's always learning that's really cool to me. Oh, yeah. No, I think it'll be a great opportunity. I graduated art college, like, uh, about three years ago, and I'm I'm missing those art classes where you're just surrounded by people who love the same things, and you get to pick the brain of someone, um, your professor or teacher, who really knows what they're doing, and that's just so valuable. I agree. I agree. Um so, um, what what book are you in? Could you give the full name of the book? Yeah, it's um, it's called Ron L. Hubbard Presents the Writers of the Future, and I believe it's volume 38. Let me just confirm, because that would be important. Um, it is available on Amazon, and I think it's coming out... Um, in November, they have to wait for um, the contest results to come through. Okay. Is it 38? 38. Let me just pull it up here. Sorry, I know we talked about it before, and I've completely forgotten. 37. Glad oh, 37. I checked. 37. Okay, it's 37. Yes. <laughs> I didn't think it was 38 yet, but I. What do I know? Uh, <laughs> Well, I should know, but I guess I didn't. That's okay. Um, and um, are you excited for all of the glitz and glamour of the presentation and stuff like that? Oh, for sure. I have a dress already bought, and um, it's going to be very fun dressing up for that. I, I don't know. I know in the past they've um, asked the contestants to all give little speeches, but um, this year because of COVID, I know they're like – they're combining two years' worth of contestants into one night. So I'm kind of hoping that lets me off the hook for giving a speech. Okay. <laughs> it probably will. I mean, well, maybe not. It depends. I don't know. Um, yeah. Maybe a short Maybe one. it'll be like a 30-second speech. Yeah, yeah, something little. You know, like Grace Kelly, the, what did she say when she won her Oscar? She said, the emotion of the moment uh, prohibits me from saying how I feel or something like that. 
Ah, and that was it. That's all she said. Yeah, that's all she said. And and she said thank <laughs> you. That's it. And she left. Very simple. <laughs> I think one sentence. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, she was, you know, as much as she was a, a really wonderful actress, she was kind of shy. So I'm sure she just wanted to get yeah. the hell off the stage. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's a lot of people looking at you. Yep. Well, yeah, especially at the Oscars, the most famous people in the world are looking at you. Uh-huh. Even though you're one of the most famous people, too, that doesn't make it easier. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, no pressure. Yeah, none at all. And then the rest of the world's looking at you through TV and, and stuff. <laughs> and yep. Nowadays, oh the rest of the world's looking at you through social media and TV. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, so... At least you don't have that. Yeah, that's a little less pressure. Well, yep. you they will be looking at you through social media, but they won't be looking at you through TV, I don't think. They don't do TV, do they? Uh, they don't, but they do record it and put it on YouTube. So it's a little better, but it's still there. Yeah. Okay, that's not much. Okay. Well, yeah. do your best. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Thank you. Um. <laughs> Do you have any um, uh, pieces that are coming out that are different things? Um, yeah, I think I've got one that's almost ready to um, be released on social media. And um, I don't know when this is coming out, but it'll probably be around the same time. Um, and it's uh, it started out as one of those like really simple pieces that you think is going to take you know just a day or two, and and then and then it keeps getting added to and is more complex by the end so it, it, it took a while but I'm excited about that one it's um, it's another kind of figure piece um, and I've been adding some um, birds into my pieces lately and I'm really liking how they kind of interact with the environment so that um, has both of those themes it'll be kind of interesting to see how it's received and uh, where will we be able to see it when it does come out? Uh, definitely on Instagram. Um, I'll probably have it on uh, Twitter as well and my website, of course. Cool. And can you give your website and your handle for your social media? Sure. Uh, website is jenniferbruceart.com. So first name, last name, and art. And then uh, my social media handles are all pretty similar. They're usually some form of uh, J. Bruce Art, and that is my Instagram one for sure. Okay. All right. I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come on my show. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. I appreciate you having me on very much. Thank you. And thank you for chatting with Sherry.